Hey guys, before we start this episode, I wanted to talk to you about Type 1 Lifting. So Type 1 Lifting is a clothing line that proceeds of the shirts and tanks and everything else goes to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. So um, this all came about with me and seeing a five-year-old girl in the emergency department uh, that had a new onset of diabetes. So uh, just take a look at the website. It's www type1lifting.com so just check it out if you don't buy anything that's perfectly fine uh, I would just like for you just to take a look and just see what we have so like I said before www.type1lifting.com and guys I hope you enjoy the show What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. I have a great guest from way out west. Uh, her name is Milena <laughs> Alexandra. How you doing? Good, good. How are you? Not bad. Thank you for actually taking the time for doing this. I really do appreciate this. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So uh, this is another Instagram link up, pretty much, like connection. Yep. So um, yep. <laughs> that's where I'm pretty much getting all my guests, which is it's, which is pretty cool to see the diabetic community like kind of like spread Growing. out in, like other areas so yeah very cool so definitely so my first question is when did you get diagnosed with diabetes oh november 7th of 2012 i remember that day to a t okay. uh so how how old do you how old were you roughly uh when you got diagnosed i think i was 19 okay 19 20 Okay, very 19? cool. Yeah, so how did, how did you yeah. so how did you find out? Whew. So I was actually playing at New Mexico State. Um, I went to college there, and I was a softball player. Um, I was going through the conditioning a lot, and I was not too – I'm going to pump my brakes a little bit. I, I was one of the fastest on the team at that time, and I became one of the slowest – and my coach was getting so angry with me because I was, I wasn't, I wasn't at the top, at the front, like I usually am when it comes to conditioning. I wasn't finishing on my times. Um, I was very out of breath. I began to realize that I was consuming endless amounts of water and I was going to the bathroom every five seconds. So my practice was crap to say the least. Um, because I was always stuck in the bathroom. And then one, I started losing weight, a lot of weight. I realized like I was already trying to lose weight at that time. I was in, I was in the weight room extra and I started getting really into fitness while I was playing softball. And then, um, I started losing it. I was like super excited at first. And then I realized, Oh shit, you lost 15 pounds in a week, Melina. That's not normal. And then my eyesight started going. I couldn't see my coach at the end of the field. Um, I couldn't hit the ball to save my life. And one day my eyesight got so bad, I was literally, it was like just blurred anywhere. Anytime I just opened my eyes, it was just blurred. And I, I couldn't see the board in class, long distance, short distance, whatever. So I went to go get glasses. And my friend at the time was actually doing a presentation on type 1 diabetes. And she said, Melina, have you ever been checked for type 1 diabetes? Like, have you gotten your blood sugar checked? 
what what is that because <laughs> they don't they don't check you um unless you ask oh they used to not check you unless you asked it was never um it was never something that they required for any doctor's appointment checkups so i went into the healthcare center there and they were like your blood sugar is at 560 you should be in a coma right now and i'm like what is a blood sugar and what do you mean I should be in a coma? I'm like freaking out because I, I knew nothing about diabetes. And they rushed me to the hospital right away. I was hospitalized for about two days. My mom flew down that night that I was diagnosed. Um, and oh gosh, it was insane. Yeah. I knew nothing. Mm-hmm. I knew absolutely nothing. So it was a whole new, a whole new world for me. Yeah. So does your did your family know anything about type one diabetes at all, or is it kind of like a whole? My grandmother. Thing? It was a whole new thing for everybody. My grandmother is a type two. Um, mm-hmm. She never took like really good care of herself, and I didn't even know she was a diabetic. She was like, "Oh yeah, I'm a diabetic too." Like when I got diagnosed, I was like, "What?" So um, <laughs> they knew about that, but they didn't know about type one. They they knew what it was, but they no. It was not a thing in my family. Uh, yeah, same same here. I'm like the only one in my family that got it, and I got it. Yeah. Super super late in life, like at 35. So, wow. Yeah. So. Wow. Which, which you is, don't even. You're 35, or uh, you're older uh, than 35. I'm actually 40. No way. Yeah. Wow. So, Good for you. Thank you. You look great. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so so when you, when you got diagnosed, um, so how did that you know change with your coaches and your and your uh your friends in college life th- like through New, Me- New Mexico State they were worried they didn't know what to do with me um they were like can you even play anymore I really went through they, the, my coaches were basically my parents in college at that point because I was so far away mm-hmm. so they did the they did everything in their power to make sure that I was healthy but I really lost my way in college. I really kind of took the, I don't know what diabetes is, but you're, you're telling me that I have to take shots every day and I can't eat certain foods. And I'm going to all these doctor's appointments and they're telling me all this gibberish that I've never even heard about. And they're trying to, like, I had doctors telling me, you can eat whatever you want, Melina. All you have to do is take all the insulin that you need. And I'm like, okay, what does that even mean? That's not true. Um, but they, it was, it was rough. Nobody knew like if I could eat, I was always getting asked, can you even eat this? Or like, if my blood sugar is high, do you need sugar? No, that is the farthest thing I need right now is sugar. So it was very, it's new. It was new to everybody. And I was kind of like, I was kind of like the black sheep. So it was, it was, it was hard. It was a hard adjustment for everybody. I got kicked off the team a couple of times because my attitude was just terrible yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, I didn't, on, I didn't get kicked off the team. I was still there, but they were just like, we don't know what to do with you. Like you're insane. Mm-hmm. You've gone crazy and we don't know how to put up with you. So they were on the phone with my family all the time. I just, I really lost my way out there. Yeah. So did any of like, the, the, <laughs> the, uh, the Pete, like the trainers and stuff like that, did they like kind of help you out with the diabetes or they had they no had clue? No, I, no, they really? had no clue. Oh, nope no clue so it was new it was new for everybody I didn't really get a handle on it until probably 2017 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. two years after I graduated, after I moved home, went through my little party phase when I moved home, which really looked like I didn't care about the whole diabetes factor. I was just like, screw this disease. I'm just going to party all the time. I'm back home with my friends. Um, and then 2017, I was like, oh, you need to, you need to, you want babies in the future. Like I started just kind of like grow up. Yeah. And uh, that's when it hit me. That's when it really hit me. Yeah. I needed to start pushing that button. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I have noticed because I, I cause like when I used to work in the emergency department with like little with uh, children's hospital, I see, oh, okay. I, I used to see a lot, a lot of kids like get burnt out with diabetes and they'd be like, I don't want, I'm done. I'm done with this. I don't want to do it yeah. anymore. And it's like super stressful. And yeah, you know, I personally per, for me with when I got diagnosed, like I had no clue like what these kids were going through because, you know, with like right. puberty, obviously I know with puberty and the hormones like jack up and blood sugar rises all over the place, but I just didn't really like, I don't have the experience to kind of tell them like, Hey, you know, it's going to be okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's rough, especially, I don't know how young kids do it. I mean, I feel like I would have, I would have rather got diagnosed when I was young because it's like, you're already learning about life at that point. You're still growing. Yep. So it's like, okay, just one more thing that I need to do. And then as an adult, it's just come secondhand. Yeah. It's just Second nature. Yeah. No, I, 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 I hear you. Yeah. This, I, there's a lot of people that I know that have gotten diagnosed at like two years old, two weeks old, or, you know, like really, really young. And they, they, they pretty much like within, when they turned four, they were able to take injections by themselves and stuff. So. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's were crazy. you, were you taking inject, were you doing, uh, using like an, uh, a pen while you're in college and like after, after college at all? Like what kind of, uh, way you using <laughs> insulin or not using it? I, I was actually, I went, I used the pens for two weeks and I actually got an Omnipod right away. Okay. So I was using the Omnipod, but it, it did not work out with me playing softball. It would not stick to my, I've always had trouble with things just sticking to my body. Mm-hmm. Um, shots have always been like the best way for me, but, um, I was on Omnipod for a while and then I went back to the shots and then when I moved home, I got on, when I moved home or right before I moved home from college, I got on Medtronic Pump, the old one. Okay. I forgot what it was called. Yeah. And I, I've been back and forth on that for a while. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I, I, I used, so are you on the Omnipods now right now or are you just on the CG or are you on the Dexacom? I'm on actually the Medtronic Pump right now. Um, I go back and forth. I've been doing that new insulin, the, uh, the Fresa. Yep. So I did that. I started that. Um, but I'm waiting. My insurance and the doctor's life of a diabetic, it's always a hassle for me for some reason. But I'm waiting on my long-acting insulin, which I should be picking up today, um, to get back on the Fresa. Okay. But I, I go back and forth with the pump and shots right now. Um, waiting on my Dexcom. That's been that's been a, a journey the last month and a half. Um, but yeah, yeah, I use the Medtronic CGM and okay. then the pump. All right, very cool, very for cool. The most part. Yeah. So, so when did you start getting into like the personal training? I am a family member of a bunch of bodybuilders. So I started getting into personal training as soon as I moved home from college 
And then I kind of went off for a while. And about two years ago, I started back up and I started doing it all over again. Okay. And it's been a journey. It's been, it's been nice. It doesn't pay my bills yet like I want it to, but it will mm-hmm. one day. One day, if I stick to it. Yep. So. So, did you get your A? Like, what kind of certification did you get? Um, I did. I did it through NASA. Okay. All right. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah. you. So you've been doing this for roughly about like two years, roughly. Yeah, about two years. Yeah. So what's what made you get it? Well, I know you talked about like your whole family's bodybuilders, but like what what finally like took this like you know flipped the switch like hey you know I want to do this as a career. I like the challenge. I like being, I was always wanting to do competitions. Mm-hmm. Um, I've dated a couple of bodybuilders. I've, uh, I've been around that scene for a long time. I worked for, I worked a lot of the expos for years since I've moved home. I've been working expos. Um, and I just like the challenge of just seeing what I can do with my body, especially having diabetes because it's so, it's hard to be in the fitness world and be kind of get where you want. I've, I've seen when you have diabetes, like with the insulin intake and everything like that, I see a lot of people struggle. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't want to go through that struggle. I, I like what I can do with my body and I just I think that's motivation for me yeah like I like where I'm at I, I like to do what I do and be an inspiration for other people because it can happen it can happen yeah. so yeah that, that's that's mainly why I started type 1 lifting because I wanted to show everybody like you know other diabetics can do like amazing things like working out wise or like pretty much like or like be like public speakers or pretty much like anything like we, we can do amazing right. things even though we got this like really crappy disease so right yeah. <laughs> right yeah so it's pretty awesome so what what kind of like how do you train your clients like what kind of style do you use typically do for like new clients or like you know clients you've had for a couple couple months or years or you know what, what kind of like do you use machines or functional fitness um i am a very i love just the weightlifting aspect of it mm-hmm um, I'm not a big cardio person myself, but it just, honestly, it depends on the person. It depends on their body type and what they're looking for. Um, I love hit training. So I love doing a lot of supersets. I love doing, um, a lot of, I don't like cardio machines. I, I hate them. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a big anything. fan of them either. <laughs> so I try to step outside of that and get your cardio in with weight training or like in the middle of weight training, I'll have you do different hit exercises, but that's my style of training. It's always worked for me and it's worked for my clients. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. So do you have any success stories that you've had at all with your clients? I have a couple actually. I have one girl who was in the army and she actually lost 20 pounds within, um, a year and that she she couldn't lose weight to save her life mm-hmm. um she struggled for years she went from coach to coach and the fact that it happened with me and then being away in the army it was never like everything's all over the place her schedule her sleep um 
it was really nice to see that she actually got what she wanted out of working with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a girl that I'm actually still training now, she's she's one of my favorites. She works her ass off. And she's she's losing weight. She travels the world, and she's losing weight that she wants to, and she's actually now building her muscle up. Um, and she's always been like this, this string bean. Yep. And I love it so much because those are the hardest to like build muscle mm-hmm. because it's like, you really have to watch what you're eating. Um, but she's been, she's incredible. She's gained probably a good 10 pounds of muscle already. Good for her. Good for her. That's awesome. So it's freaking fantastic. Yeah, I I, lo- I love those clients where like you can literally throw them the kitchen sink and they'll just like suck it up and do it. And like right. it's amazing. And like they don't I wish really- everybody was like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like it's amazing cuz like they don't think they can do it, but like they just absolutely kill it and like it's like where where did this come from? This is like amazing. Right. So I actually right. I want a good great example. I had a girl that lost like 50 pounds. And she was, she, I literally, you ever, you ever heard of Murph? No. It's so, it's like a one mile run, um, a hundred pushups, 200 air, no, a 200, I'm sorry, 100 pull-ups, 200, uh, pushups and 300 air squats. And you run a mile after that. And so I kind of like did it. I did a half Murph on her and we did like, kind of like, um, we didn't do it like all the way through. We did like, you know, one, one pull up, two push ups, three air squats, and then kind of like did okay. that like for 15 rounds. And oh my gosh, I, she was an absolute savage. She just literally, her, <laughs> her, her break was, she stood up and said, okay, let's go. And I was like, Whoa, yes. where, did that, where did this come from? And it, it was, That's it, awesome. it was amazing. And I was teaching her how to do like Olympic weightlifting too, where she's just, was obsessed with it so it was it was awesome yes. so yeah I, I love I love those kind of stories where like you know they lose a lot of weight and they feel like great about themselves or like you know like for yourself like your client that's like a string bean and is a hard gainer and so yeah. she's gaining weight I, I love those stories it's so cool it's so much it makes it easy too and it's like they want it as bad as you want it yeah exactly it's very hard to get clients like that you get a, I, I've gotten a lot of clients who are they, they want it, but it's so hard to keep them in it. Yeah. And I, I, oh gosh, when I get one that just wants it 10 times, thousand more times more than I do, I'm like, yes. Cause I'm so into it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you want it? Let's go. Let's do it. And I push. And yeah. It's, it's incredible. Awesome. It's a great feeling yeah, as a coach. Yeah. So, um, how do you, how do you get your clients to, you know, buy into what you're, what you're teaching them? I'm a, I'm a 110% in. So I think my, I'm such a, I'm a hard ass. Um, and I push, but I, I'm like in their ear. I'm constantly talking to them. I'm, I just, I play my part as a coach and I want it just as like how I want it for myself. I want it for them. Mm-hmm. And it shows through my work. Um, it shows through my energy. And I think that's what I believe that's what keeps them into it. Okay. Because if they're like, okay, well, if I, if they want it as much as I want it for myself, then I, I want to be here too. Like I want to be here doing all of it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So 
Awesome. Very cool. So what in your mind do you, do you think is um, – I'm sorry. What in your mind do you think that makes a great personal trainer? When you're a personal trainer – I was just talking to my friend about this. When you're a personal trainer, you – your time is their time, right? So you have to be 110% in. And you have to have that same energy every single day, every single second that you're with them. Yep. And you you can't you can't alter it. And if you bring that and you have that personality and you have that energy and you have that drive as a coach for yourself and for everybody else, then you will become or the best personal trainer trainer and the best version of yourself that you can mm-hmm. and i think you just can't alter that like you can't step away from that yeah that mindset that mentality no i completely agree completely agree yeah 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 so do you have any like so my last my last you know person i interviewed we were talking about cues and like what kind of cues do you get your clients like to remember things so do you have any like special cues you like to talk about at all just so they can remember like you know a certain movement or whatnot hmm i don't know that i do i don't know that i do i'm very descriptive when i explain it mm-hmm. um <laughs> i i kind of i kind of fill them out i'm a, i'm very outgoing i'm very very outgoing i'm very out there so there's a couple cues that I, I don't think I should say <laughs> on here um, that I use for, like, certain back exercises or leg exercises. Yeah. Um, there's a couple, though, that I can think of at the top of my head. I don't think that they're very appropriate. Okay. But it's just it, – I, yeah, I, have, I have to fill that person out to see what their energy is like or what their personality is like, and then I will. Yeah. I will, I will, I will tell them that. Yeah, one, one of the one of the ones I use, and I, this was in the last episode, but I, I do. It's called my, the Miley Cyrus, where you know where they're doing like you know where they you know how she twerks, you, you know that means to push your butt back out. So you can yeah, shoot, shoot, shoot <laughs> that's a world. good one. So yeah, so like one of those. Okay. So that's that's a couple that I use, and I the other ones are in the other episodes, so I don't want to you know talk repeat yeah. it again. So but but um so. What kind of what kind of clients do you typically have? Do you have like from like a broad range from like you know really young kids to older kids or like what, what is it I like? Do. Yeah, I do. I actually I work in a gym where I work with um, some very younger athletes, um, but I also do my age and I have a couple older clients as mm-hmm. well. Um, mostly, mostly weight loss clients. Yep. Um, but there are a couple that just want to strictly build muscle. Mm-hmm. They have the body, they have the, they have that physique. Um, they just have to build that muscle and lift those weights. Okay. Very so, cool. Very I mean, cool. kind of hard during quarantine. I will say that, yeah. but we get it done. Yeah. We get, we get it done. <laughs> so, yeah. So actually that was a great, I was going to go into that. So wh- how do you manage the court with quarantine and like training your clients? Do you do like a lot of like online stuff now or zoom? Oh, zoom. Okay. Yep. Very cool. A lot of Zoom. There's a couple of clients that don't really care. So, which I'm, I mean, everyone has their own opinion on what they what they should be doing right mm-hmm. now and how they should be. Um, 
I do practice. I will wear a mask, but around my clients, we, we keep our, we keep our distance. Um, and I'll go to their house early in the morning or late at night when it's not too hot and we'll work at the house Yeah, and we'll do that. Okay. But, um, that's only very few, mm-hmm. not many, most of them is zoom. Yeah. So do you, do you help supply the weights or do they have them already? Both. Yeah. Both. A lot of my clients, I have an online store, so a lot of my clients actually bought from my store okay. before uh, when quarantine started, and they they got those weights or the, the bands. Um, and then I also have a few weights myself that they may not have, because weights are were a hard thing to get mm-hmm. during quarantine, because everyone's like, oh, something's about to happen, I'm going to stock up. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I provide some of the weights as well all right very cool so are you yeah. are you thinking are you thinking of going mainly like online now or do you still want to do like like in person you know like you know write programs and everything for like you know like a 30-day challenge or something like that i i never used to like personal like in-person training mm-hmm. i will be so honest with you i never used to like it because it, i found the young the younger version of me I was always getting clients who would say they wanted something so bad and then they wouldn't work for it. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, so should I stop wasting my time or like, because this is my time too. I, I need to be here. I, I, I want to make good use of your money and also both of our times. So I actually took everything and I did it online for a long time. Um, and then I started, I, I found my client that just works her ass off mm-hmm. and we've been working and I started to get more in-person training and I actually really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually really enjoy it. So I'm going to start doing group classes at my gym now that okay. I have. Um, I just started working at this gym and we're going to start doing group training, which is going to be super fun. Um, so I'm excited for that. Awesome. I'm yeah. excited. One, actually, yeah. One of one of the one of my one of my buddies that I used I used to be a personal trainer with, his he he if like we so with with my gym if the client doesn't show up you don't get paid, even if they were like six hours like if they you know really quick they said oh I can't make it you know you can charge them but right. typically you don't so he had this idea of you know on Sunday at this hour. You know, you can come in here. We'll do a group fitness class of the people who ever missed their sessions, and you can work out like for that hour, and that and like and make it up. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, and so they would do like a huge group class just with like all the people that missed like, a day or wanted to do an extra day that week. So I thought it was pretty interesting. But you know, me with the that's awesome. Me with kids and you know a wife. It's with, hard. Yeah, it's it's hard. So yeah, and another that's hard. And and one thing for me is with personal training it's it's not for especially working down there it's not really stable yeah so it's like you have to rely on your clients and that's what the, that's what i had a hard time with and i needed something more stable you know with the family so that's why i had to leave personal training and yeah. do, like go to a nine to five job so but you know i still yeah. i still talk to clients and stuff like that and shoot the breeze with them and just see what they're doing and i write programs for them too so but, so you're doing online then now too? Yeah, quasi online. I'm like, I'm trying yeah. to build. I'm trying to build more clientele and doing it. So it's okay. just, you know, who wants to do it? If they want to do it, I'll definitely give them something. So, right on. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I personally, for me, I think I think online is going to be the way to go, especially with the oh, yeah. whole Corona thing. So, uh, 
Yeah. So that's why I'm trying to trying to persuade every single personal trainer that I know. I'm like, hey, you need to go online or you need to do this. And so that's, that's a lot of clients I actually found really love the online, the Zoom, because they can watch themselves <laughs> while they're. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they tell me. They're like, I actually really like the Zoom because I can see myself while I work out with you. I'm like, okay, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big fan of looking at myself working out, but I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty much up to them. So, hey, that's, that's all. Yeah. Going. I mean, what if, if they like it, whatever. Yeah. Perfect. So you, you said you had a store earlier. Actually, I did check it out. So how did that come about? And like, how did you manage like getting like the product and stuff? Yeah. So my cousin has actually been doing um, business like that for six years now. Okay. And he, he's a, he's in the, the air force and he's based over in Colorado right now. And so him and his friend, he's a pilot, they do it on the side and they've been doing it. They've been, they make really great money with it. So they're like, Melina, we want to expand. Did you want to have a fitness store? And I was like, yes, I should. I should. I do. I do want that. And they're like, cool. So this is this is the breakdown. This is how you can make money. Post about it. Uh, put it out there. And I mean, everybody wants something, and it's a cheaper price for them. Um, why not? I'm like extra income, I'll take it. Yeah. So um, that's how it really just got started. And then people saw that I was doing it, and they're like, oh wow, cheaper than Amazon. Cool. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Very cool. So, Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to get into that space too. So, I mean, maybe after, you know, another time during, during the week or something like that, I can kind of like, you know, go offline and talk to you about it. So, yeah, definitely. So, definitely. Let's yeah. do it. Cause I just started a t-shirt company. I, I've been doing a t-shirt company for two years and the okay. proceeds go to the children's diabetes foundation. And so, oh, wow. and so that's I mean, like the whole story. I'll tell you the whole story later, but, but, uh, yeah. So I just started designing shirts and I made, started making tie dye shirts for people for like, that's why you started. Seeing, I want like, one. I need to buy post. one. Okay. <laughs> and then, so that's been like the biggest pain in my butt ever like that. Cause what oh, I, have to do really? is, like, I have to like wrap them up, band, like put the, um, you know, the elastic bands on it, then put the dye on it, let it sit over day, over the night, then wash yep. it and then let it dry out another day. And then like just ship it out. And it was just, I, you know, I went and they're all custom colors too. So you can pick whatever color, you, any of the three colors you wanted. And so, oh, that's awesome. so it's not like I did a whole batch of like just the same colors. It was like, okay, someone wanted like all three colors and then someone wanted like pink and blue or like vice versa. You stay busy. <laughs> yeah. Like literally my gym, my, my basement, my, I have a, a gym in my basement and like the whole, okay. like my box, my box jump and my bench was pretty much, and I had plywood. That was my, that was my like little tie dye station. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Sounds hectic, but yeah. that's awesome. But it's fun. I mean, I love the, like, my main thing is I, I love the people that like, when they get the shirt, they're like really excited about it and they say, Oh, this yeah. is so cool, custom made and you know, I always there's a couple of people I've actually, you know, video chat with just to show them what the shirt looked like and I've never had any conversations with them whatsoever. I'm like, Hey, right. you know, what do you, do you like this? If you don't, like I'll just I'll make another one and they're like you're actually talking to me right now. That's so cool. And and they're like, yeah. oh, I love the shirt too. Just yeah, that, that's awesome. Whatever. So yeah. Right on. Yeah. That's so. Yeah, we're gonna have to. I wanna. I. I, I wanna buy a couple. Yeah. <laughs> and so I um, have some ideas. Yeah, I. I. I have like I love designing because I was a graphic designer in college. So like all the design work, 
is pretty much for me. So right on. I do Look at the, you. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a man of many trades, but and so we're gonna we're gonna talk after. <laughs> yeah. So and did you and so did you also start a YouTube channel too as well or? I did. I'm actually not on it like I wanted to be. Um, I realized that I'd rather blog than put my face in front of the camera. Okay. Um, I don't know. I love being behind the camera. I love being the person videoing or taking pictures, but in front of the camera, it, it was a little bit hard for me. It was rough. Mm-hmm. It was rough. So I started a blog instead. And then I've been doing that. Have you been getting a lot, a lot of traction with that at all? or More traction than I thought. Really? Yeah. It's still building, but wow. more traction than I thought. I realized people like to know about my life more than my diabetes. But <laughs> it's 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 pretty great. Yeah. It's pretty great. That's cool. So how many blogs do you typically do? You do like one a week or like one every couple weeks? or? I've been doing – I was doing to start two a week. Um, and then it got down to one a week and now I'm like, okay, when I can sit down and really get my thoughts together, I'm going to write Yeah. type of deal. Um, it's been hard because of the training before and after work. And then I, I do have my eight to four thirty job or like eight to five. Yeah. So it's been, I've been pretty busy mm-hmm. trying to just keep up with everything. So when I really get to sit down and write, it's maybe once every two weeks now. Yeah. I mean, at least it's so. kind of, at least it's kind of consistent every two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's something. It's something. So yeah, very cool. And so, um, also, you you have you have your Instagram account too, which you have a a, a, a very big, a decent decent following too. It's a lot more oh, than me. You. So, but uh, so how did how did you get to like where you are with followers that way? I connect with a lot of people. I'm so vocal on Instagram. Um, I like showing people my life and people like seeing, I like, if you look at everybody on Instagram, most people who are, they have a huge following, they, they show their entire life. Mm -hmm. They are very vocal all the time. They show their entire life. And like I said, I'm not big on like putting my face in front of the camera. Um, but so like for my stories, it's hard for me to like go on there and talk. Yeah. I'm not big on that. So I'm I like I did it today. I'm kind of trying to a little bit, but I just I realized that people really during quarantine, people are like, okay, I really want to focus on my fitness. Yeah. Right. So every day I was posting. Every day I was like, okay, I'm gonna post my videos. And honestly, during quarantine is when I gained my following. Okay. Um, they like the videos, they like the the whole fitness aspect of it. So I try and put that in there. And then I also try and put my blog in there too. And people mm-hmm. like my writing. Mm-hmm. So, um, quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> quarantine saved my life. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. No, no, but it brought a lot of traction to my, to my profile. Okay, just very being cool. very consistent, being on there all the time, um, posting every day. You get on the explore page, more people see it. That's what I've noticed. Yeah. So. So, how, like, do you post like a like a? Do you post once a day, and then like you do how, how many how many stories do you typically do in a day as well? Is it kind of like vary or? It just varies. Yeah. Varies on my day. Varies how I feel. Um, varies if I even have the time. Yeah. <laughs> but I try to post. I try to post whenever I have some free time i'll get on instagram and i'll post people are like how are you on instagram all the time i'm like i have to be like i'm trying to gain a business out of it so it's like that's my 
that's my business to me. In my eyes, that's my business. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean it, it's hard, especially for you know being so busy and like you just have like like you get like it's five minutes for a post, or if you do like a long winded post. You know, especially right. for me, like my wife has to proofread it because I can't write write for crap. So, you know, <laughs> she's like, "Jesus, this is this is the worst post." Like, I have to rewrite, I have to rewrite everything. But anyway, so, oh my gosh! So, um, so the, posting that, and then like my stories, like I want to get more in my stories, but it's like, you know, I tr- I try, but it, like it's it's hard because it's just like I don't want to just post random stuff. You know, I do exactly. like sometimes I do like a sock of the day because I'm like addicted to socks. And, you know, I'll just, like, start talking or, like, post about, like, podcasts of, like, you know, of the guests of this week. Or, and then, like, it kind of, like, dies off at the end of the week. Because I'm just, like, I don't really. So drained from the week. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want, like, I don't want to be posting during my, like, while working. And, like, my my supervisors are, like, uh, what what is this? Hello. Yeah. You're at your job. Right. Right. And it's, like, you're supposed to, like, supposedly supposed to do a story, like, morning you know afternoon and evening but it's like i mm-hmm. really can't do the middle or the evening because you know we're either i'm either cooking dinner or you know putting the kids to bed and so exactly yeah you gotta make time for everything it feels like it's so difficult yeah it's difficult so how do so, but... so how do you manage you know like posting social media the store personal training and your other job with your training I just wing it. I'll be so honest with you. I literally wing it. I know what times for me that people like to look at my profile. It's like eight in the morning or at noon, literally at 12 or nine o'clock at night. Yeah. So I'll choose one of those three to make a post. Okay. Um, blogging, like I said, it happens when it happens. Um, the store, it kind of works for itself. Okay. So if people are on my page, I post about it, they go to my store. It's in my profile. Um, my training, I make that a priority. I'll not sleep in order to get my training in. Mm-hmm. Um, and my clients, I, planning. I just have a planner. I have a planner now. I, I've, I've never been a planner person. Um, I don't do the whole calendar in your phone thing because I swear, even if it pops up on my phone, I swipe it up and I never look at it. Same here. Same here. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to write it down in order to remember it. Um, And I keep that planner on me all the time now. I have highlighters that I I highlight all my stuff. I write it all down. I'm like, okay, this is this. This is when this is going to happen. This is when I'm training this person. Um, so that actually has saved me tremendously. I will be honest because I can get all over the place and I'll be like, Oh shit, I forgot to do this or I forgot to do this, but, um, planning it out, but I wing it. I'll, I'll take on as many clients as I need to and I'll just put it in my planner. Okay. This person's there. So yeah, a planner. Yeah, I, that was a long-winded answer. No, 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 that was good. That was good. I know I've tried planners and I just I can't do it. Like they're like literally just stick in my stay in my bag and just don't leave. Oh, so, right. So I, it's like, and I I don't know if it's from the diabetes or whatnot, but I I'm like getting more and more forgetful, or it could be my old age too. So, but like Same. I it's like I don't know if it's the diabetes and like just like I remember I I'll remember like some random things, but then like the littlest things like I'm supposed to get at the grocery store. It's like. 
oh my god, I forgot it. Or like, you know, my wife's like, hey, can you like move your your tie-dye t-shirts off the off the treadmill in the morning so I can go use the treadmill? And what? they'll still be there in the morning. Yeah, yeah she texts me. She's like, what are these t-shirts doing on here? And I was like, oh, I forgot. I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. So sorry. Uh, so, so yeah, it's, 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 I'm trying to, I'm trying to get better at, you know, remember, remembering things. I have like a little whiteboard on the refrigerator that kind of quasi helps me out, but not really. Not really. I know at my house, I have these, uh, the mirror closets. Okay. So I have a, I have a, the dry erase pens Yeah. and I'll write on my mirror closets and I, I live with my family. So my mom will walk into my room. She's like, why are the mirrors dirty and filled with dry eraser marks and i'm like <laughs> you don't understand my life i need this yeah, like exactly. i need this <laughs> no i can i can fully understand so um obviously you're, you're pretty busy and then uh what do you have any goals like over this year or for next year that you want to like kind of like obtain at all because i know the i know with corona everyone everything's put on the back burner with everything and i don't know over a year, I, I don't know in Cal- California or any like in the, that West Coast, if like it's getting worse or whatnot. So we you know it's getting every, things are opening up. It's getting better. Um, I keep hearing that it's going to get worse again, but I don't believe it. Um, goals, as in what I'm going to do with my life, or spe- you have a specific all, all the above, all the above. So I m- was living in Sacramento over it's over it's like an hour and a half away okay and i recently beginning of the year december i moved back and my goal i gave myself the year i said i'm gonna be back on my own i I don't know i don't care how i do it but i'm gonna be on my own by by the end of december of 2020 so my goal is to be out of the house and on my own again in 2020 uh, in december um i hope to don't tell my don't tell my job, but I hope to be living somewhere else. With um, I want to get in with either Medtronic or Dexcom, and okay. I want to work for their company. Okay. Um, and then I hope to gain. I'm looking at ten more clients by the end of the year. Okay, very cool. Which should be easy. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I have but a, that's I have a connection for Dexcom if if you want like he's he's a, I just applied to them. Okay, yeah, he's a so he's we're a, gonna talk. Yeah, he's a, he's a rep, he's a rep uh he used, to, he used to go to the CrossFit gym I used to go to. He's a rep. So, and like I'll I'll ask him if there's anything over there if he, if there's any like positions available. I'm looking in San Diego. I applied for San Diego. Okay. I I, I will ask. So, okay. I I'll I'll, I'll I'll ask him. So. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. So, very cool. So, um do you and also do you want to kind of do like more on like get bigger online at all or what's the I do. I do. My goal is honestly take everything online um, because I want to move. Um, And I want to, whenever, wherever I do go, whatever I, if I do get a job within the diabetes community, I do want to transfer that over into the fitness Mm -hmm. wherever I go. I want want to bring that with me. Um, I want to become a part of the diabetic community a lot more. Um, I want to work with diabetics specifically. That's my plan is to train diabetics. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Very cool. Very cool. I, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I mean, like online, like there's so many diabetics online. It's, it's, it's amazing. They're, they're, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Like in the, in like, 
when I first got diagnosed, I'd always ask questions for people, and they were like super helpful. They were more helpful than my than my doctor. Right, right, right. <laughs> I've literally realized that doctors don't do anything for me. Um, <laughs> I have not had any help with doctors from doctors. It's sad. Yeah, it's pretty sad. I've worked with in the last year. I've worked with two doctors who absolutely who knew nothing about diabetes and were winging it with me. And I would ask for certain medications because I know what I need. And they're just like, oh, we don't think that's good for you. And I'm like, what? You don't even know anything about diabetes. I, I actually have a doctor right now. I'm his one of two patients that that's is insane. diabetic. That's insane. Right. That's crazy. But, yeah. but the good thing about you getting the fitness area with diabetes, it's a very, very small niche. Yes. So yes, very very small. So yes, it's, it's a good good avenue to get into, especially like you know you have two avenues. You have diabetes and fitness. So you know exactly. So I I, I hope that that can become a thing by the end of the year. That's my I'm giving myself until December, and then if I don't have anybody, that, I'm I'm literally leaving the country and I'm going somewhere where there's diabetics everywhere. <laughs> Diabetic Island. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Awesome. The UK, they have a lot of diabetic. I'm gonna go there. Do they really? I think yeah. Oh, I didn't know. The, the, the UK and New York, actually. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't had no clue about that. Yeah. I wonder why. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe well, it's the food. May, maybe, maybe it's something in their food. Maybe. So <laughs> <laughs> So we're we're getting close to the end, but um I just a couple other questions. So do you have like a favorite, do you have a favorite book that you like like you know a fitness book or you know or like pretty much any book you like to read or like you have read like read and want to read like to reread it again? Yes, I actually read it this last year and I finished it. I'm not a book reader. I will tell you that. I've never been into books. I've always hated reading. Um, but an old friend of mine actually he, he pressed me about reading all the time and he brought a book to my attention it's called outwitting the devil and i i, be, I believe in god and i every so there's always people who believe in any whatever they believe in whether um but outwitting the devil literally changed my life and i finished that book and it was probably the first book i finished in years many years yeah many years so um it literally changed my life it changed my way of thinking and um it got me a lot closer to god when it comes to i mean just everything but specifically diabetes mm. because i struggled with it for so long and i mean we all still struggle it's a pain in the ass um it's not the best disease in the world and i don't really think there is a great disease but it, it's changed my way of thinking when it comes to everything so very cool very cool it's a pretty great book yeah awesome i'll definitely look into it so um i'll send you a picture of it okay definitely definitely i love, I love to see it um okay so what would you tell a um a new trainer getting into the business what to expect Ooh. what to expect <laughs> no sleep um no <laughs> um just to expect you have to expect the worst when you go into this business because you're never going to get what you want. 
Um, it's very, or I shouldn't say never. It's very rare that you're going to get the perfect client mm-hmm. that like, like what we have experienced. Um, and you, you have to expect that you're always going to have people not wanted as much as you. Um, even though they're the ones that come to you and pay you. Mm-hmm. And so you always have to bring that energy and bring your, your motivation and you always have to bring your 200% of yourself every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't, you can't expect it to go far in this business. Yeah. Completely agree. Definitely. So, yeah. So. Awesome. And then, uh, last, last one, actually, no, there's two more, but, uh, last question is where, what would you tell a person that recently got diagnosed with type one diabetes? What to expect? Reach out to the community, get on Facebook, get on Instagram, reach out to the diabetic community and stay strong because it will try and get you down every single day. Mm-hmm. You're never going to have a great day with diabetes. You will never have a great day with diabetes. If you do, tell me what the heck you're doing. But <laughs> I know everybody struggles every single day with either a low or they're just not feeling that great or something. Um, don't expect to be perfect yep. um, because it'll never be perfect, but always just believe that it's going to get better each day. And you just have to bring that same energy. Like with the fitness, you have to bring that same energy with your diabetes. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So, Very cool. So yeah. where can everyone reach you on the social? Ooh! What's my Instagram? Um, I think it's Instagram is at Melena Padilla underscore. I believe. I, I believe yes, I, I, I yeah, I think that yeah, that's it. Cause I, yeah, yeah, that's it. I don't even look at my own Instagram. Well, I'm sorry. Don't don't worry. So so don't worry. Every every week I post a picture of the, the my my person my my guest. Perfect. And so they'll all okay. I'll tag I believe you on it's it. at Melena Padilla underscore though. I'm pretty sure it is. I, yes, it is. Um, at Melena Padilla underscore or um, and then that's literally where you can reach me or you can find me on Facebook as well. Okay, and then the, what the website that you got. The website for the blog? Yeah, for the blog and like the fitness stuff with the weight, like the um, equipment. The weightlifting, it's on my Instagram. Okay. If you go into the if you go into the link tree, it's on there. You can go into my shop, um, and then my blog is also on there as well. Or you can go to sincerely Moana Alexandra. Okay, very cool. She has a very nice website, people too. I I, I took a peek at it before we oh, before we talked. I, I liked it. I I like the whole. It's very colorful. And it's like well well designed, so nice job on that one. I paid somebody to do it. Okay, I spent <laughs> two weeks on that thing trying to get it the perfect way that I wanted, and I just I couldn't figure it out. I put so much time into that dang blog. Oh lord. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna pay somebody to design my 17th Avenue design. Design my design my blog. Nice, very cool. Yeah, I need to redesign mine, so I need to kind of like take the time and kind of, you know, just you know, change it up and stuff. Cause I use Shopify for mine and it's, they have, oh, okay. they have like, they have like different, um, different templates you could use. So I'm probably going to, you know, look around and see what, see what's there because go to WordPress, use WordPress. If yeah. You, if you can, I, I'm just, I just don't have that. I don't know if I could do it. So, I mean, I'd love to go really? to WordPress. Yeah. I just don't have time. That's the problem. Time. Yeah. Time's the issue. It's hard. So yeah, it's crazy. Like I, I literally, my workouts, I have to work out at like I get up at four thirty in the morning to work out at five thirty to like seven. So, Ooh. what do you do for your training? 
So I do like CrossFit functional fitness um, stuff, like a lot of Olympic weightlifting, uh, body weight stuff, you know, okay. suffer with like endurance wads and stuff like that. And, you know, my, I, I mean, my main thing is I want to get my endurance back up. And then, so yeah, I tried, I help me. Yeah. Um, and so my main goal was if to get to like, to do the CrossFit open and be like the top 20 in my state. Cause I think two years ago I hit top 25. And so I, you I, go to the open in, uh, Los Angeles, no, no, not, not, not that one. So, so the, the age bracket that I was in, they do an open qualifier. So I was in the top 25 in my state at the time. That's incredible. So, and I was Good in for you. sick shape, but I'm kind of like kind of slacking a little bit, but I'm trying to like get my, like Olympic weight, uh, my Olympic list a little bit higher in weight too. So, Right on. So, you know, I want to, I want to at least, at least, at least want to get 315 for a cleaning jerk on my 41st, 41st birthday. So. Right on. Yeah. Do it. 305 you so far. It. So, but. That's we're, sick. Working on it. So, but yeah. It just, there that, you go. Because I used to do the typical bodybuilding stuff and I just got bored of it. And so I just started doing the 300 workout. Have you, have you heard of that one before? Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I started doing that and I got hooked on it. And then I was, when I was in the air force, I was at this airman leadership school and so I went to the gym and they were had this like the this, their own like personal CrossFit gym and so they're like, Well, you're supposed to do an on ramp, but you look pretty fit, so you don't have to do the on ramp. <laughs> so the on ramp's like a two week work like workout and you have to be there at a certain time and I'm like, Yeah, I can't do that and they're like, it's well you, you can't can just, do it. And they're like, just show up and just like we'll teach you how to do the lifts and I was like Okay and then I just okay. I I got hooked. Then it was like forget That's it. That awesome. Was it. So uh, my, my body, I feel like it's just, it took a dump on me. Like my back is bad now because of all the lifting. I'm like, I always used to want to do CrossFit and then I was like, I don't think I could do it. You could do it. Like, I, just scale it. What? You, you, trust me, you'll, you'll, you would be fine. You just scale the weight a little bit lower and, you know, do some like lower back workouts and stuff or like walking banded marches or anything like that. Like that strengthens your glutes and your back or like glute bridge raises or like, okay. or good mornings, anything like that. Like, but don't do anything heavy in the beginning. Yeah. And so just work on that and just get your lower back strengthened. And that's it. I mean, I, for me, yeah. I, I'll do like banded marches for like five minutes. And then like, and then after that, I'll do some like, you know, GHD or like lower back extensions or something like that just to get my back stronger. Cause I obviously, well, cause I'm like six, six. So my friend, like it's, I'm very long limbed, and so it's yeah, a lot harder you are to, you are tall. Yeah, so it's a lot harder for me to do the lifts compared to someone that's like five five ten. So I need to get my back stronger because that's yeah. a, that's another issue. Because if I do like a lot of reps with like snatches or something else or deadlifts, my back goes like it gets Ow. so fatigued and it was done. So man, yeah, you you need to send me some exercises for strengthening the lower back because it just. It hates me. I feel like I do so much to strengthen it, and it just does not like me. All right. I'll, th- I'll, th- I'll throw you a couple exercises. Yeah, right so, on. All right, Perfect. Well, well, listen, thank you very much for doing this. and Thank, thank you for you, having me. Th- I know you're super busy, and thank you for giving me the time. I really do appreciate it. And I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Yeah. This was fun. Can I do it again? Yeah, definitely. This was definitely spur of the moment, too. I was like, hey, you want to do a podcast? And you're like, sure, <laughs> why not? Let's do it. Heck yeah. So, yeah, I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. No, thank you. I appreciate it.